is a Loftus party. Wouldn't that be cool if we had a great big announcer like that? It today's date. That would be awesome. I think it would be awesome. I Maybe know. We gotta find that. that guy. We gotta track that son of a gun down. <laughs> How's it going over there? It's going great. Is your power back on? My power is back on. It hasn't been off in 24 hours. It's it's spectacular. That's a, that's a lovely thing. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, to the regular listeners of uh, the Loftus Party cast. Uh, we had some power issues yesterday, so now we're going today. We're going on a Monday night. I raced home from work. I raced home from uh, furiously uh, writing funny things uh, for Kevin Can Wait, which you, I know you're, you're all watching. You can't wait for the second season of that. And so we're doing our podcast on a Monday night. It's crazy. Breaking it feels little, news. Feels a little weird. It is a little weird. It's a yeah. little naughty. It's a little edgy. It's a little uh, <laughs> dirty. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So, so much going on in the news. We got uh, just boatloads. And I want before I forget, because I know I'm going to forget. I know I'm going to forget. Uh, I want to thank everyone for the uh, wonderful birthday wishes. I celebrated a birthday last week. It was awesome. Uh, and overwhelming on the on the Facebook. Overwhelming. Uh, so it was great, and I really appreciate it. And happy belated birthday, and I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. I promised myself I wouldn't sing. So, uh, yeah, some dude on Facebook, uh, Racy Picture, this uh, this this gentleman sent me. It's like, well, it's kind of a cartoon. It was kind of oh, a cartoon okay. of a uh, of a naked man laying in bed with a come hither look on his face and a piece of birthday cake on his butt cheek. And I'm like, uh, thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. It's, thank you. It's but nice, it's nice to be wanted. <laughs> it's just, it's nice to be wanted. Oh wow. If I was going to send you a, an edgy picture, that wouldn't have been it. <laughs> well, you know what? It's 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 hard to pick. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the uh, the dirty birthday card. I think that's a very I think it's a very private thing uh, between a person and the person that he's uh, sleeping with, right? Because then right. that's not like for that's not for uh, public consumption. There you go. It wasn't a go. picture of himself, was it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. You're like, no, wait, I didn't not. consider that. <laughs> I have, uh, it's very funny, but yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I forget who does this joke. This guy, uh, does this joke. He's like, I've thought about being gay, but I really, I just can't get to the gym that much. <laughs> <laughs> they're always in, they're always in, yes, that's right. They're, they are always the group of the group of the gay. They're always in such great shape. Well, good for okay. them. Absolutely good for them. Good for uh, them. Fantastic. So that's that's not my joke. I got a Kindle. I got a Kindle. For your birthday? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I had to cause... give up on the Nook. I gave up on the Nook. Well, what, what, why'd you have to give up on the Nook? What's, what's better about a Kindle? Okay, the Nook, their search engine just blows. Just okay. absolutely blows. I was a big fan of the Nook. I really liked it. The battery life. You can read lots of books. But here's the deal. I, here's the deal. I read. Uh, I read a lot of. Uh, I go through these these phases 
Uh, currently, I'm going through a big, uh, like, uh, sci-fi, like, Game of Thrones, fantasy type of phase. Mm-hmm. And these people always write trilogies. They're always trilogies. And so you read part one, and um, you enjoy it. And then the Nook, the people at Barnes & Noble, are like, we have a suggestion for what you should read next. If you like books about uh, people with swords and, and dragons, you know what you should read next? Uh, the sequel to how to kill a to, to kill a mockingbird. You're like, are you are you crazy? Like, how about part two? So there you, go. you go and you go and you buy part two, and then Nook is like, you know what, you should read next. And I'm like, no. And and Nook says, uh, the sequel to uh, to kill a mockingbird. I'm like, are you crazy? Like, how about part three of the shit I'm enjoying? How about that? And it's just like they're seriously they're pimping two books. They're pimping. Uh, Go set a watchman and Aziz Ansari's new book, and I'm just I'm tired of it. And it, you go to their shop, and it's it's horrible. So I went Kindle. I have joined the dark side. Yeah, I I never got into the electronic reader. I actually like to hold the book. Well, here's the deal. Here here is the upside. Like when I'm re- reading a, a piece of literature, when I'm reading like For Whom the Bell Tolls, or I'm reading a, a great, then I go book. Then I go. I want the paper. I want the. I want the whole nine. Right. But if I'm just gonna read some trash where some dude is the chosen one and he's running around Morkadorf trying to kill the dragon, I'm going ebook. I don't. I, that shit does not need to be taking up space on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, I've decided I have to go buy a copy of 1984 and reread it. Oh, you know, everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody who's marching needs to read it. Everybody. Uh, oh, but here's a, here's a, a great uh, segue from the fantasy books. Did did you watch the Game of Thrones last night? That's the big thing that I, happened. I have to go back to season one and start the whole thing. I have some serious binge watching to do. You're lucky. You're lucky. Am I? You know what? It, you are. You're truly lucky. And you know what I'm holding on to? And I take a lot of grief about this in the writer's room. Uh, I am that way with Breaking Bad. Oh yes, yeah, see, I never did that one either. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't watched a second of that. And everybody, everybody looks at you like you're from Mars. Like you don't watch that. Are you? You know, uh, I, I was. I was a little bit behind the times. I got Netflix for the kids. I didn't realize they were doing all of these great shows and and things I would actually enjoy. So. You know, I I did my binge watching of the last uh, season of Agents of Shield. Yes. So I I I feel good about that. I'm happy where it ended up, um, and I've got a thing for Coulson that I really can't explain. Um, so I I know I need to get on watching Game of Thrones. I just I haven't done it yet. Here's what I think you can do now, and this is really the future of television. You can just get like HBO for your computer. And uh, I actually it's have like, it on my phone. I have HBO Go. There you go. And that's then why you're I got all it set. to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Now, and I will recommend this, and I can't say this enough. I wanted to, I, I'm so glad we were on this subject because I want to talk about the birthday and the Kindle, uh, Game of Thrones, which I'm not going to judge it. it. It is what it is. I enjoy it. I think it's fantastic, and I'm happy for the guy who writes the books. I'm, I'm happy for everyone's success. I stumbled across, and, and and please stop me if I'm repeating myself. Did we talk at all uh, on the on this program uh, about the Defiant Ones? 
No, we talked about a different documentary you were watching. The, it's got to be the Defiant Ones. That's the only documentary I would have been watching. Dr. Dre. Oh, no, you know what it was? We talked about the book Ryan was reading. It wasn't a documentary. Go on. No, we haven't okay. talked about Dr. Dre on the show. There, There is uh, – my wife was telling me a couple Sundays ago – She's like, there's something good on HBO. You got it's, it's it's supposed to come on Sunday at nine, and I'm like, is it Game of Thrones? And I was like, off by a couple of weeks. There's a show on this documentary uh, about Dr. Dre and this other guy, Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine's this kid who grew up in Brooklyn, and Dr. Dre grew up in Compton, and it's so poorly named. They call it the Defiant Ones, like they're raging against the system, or they're gonna, you know, put on you know, vagina hats and march against Trump. It's not that at all. There's nothing really defiant about them. They should have called called it the determined ones. I'm telling you right now, Liberty Gypsy, they should show this thing in public schools. It should be required of viewing. It is a celebration of hard work and determination. And it starts off with, uh, and this is not a spoiler, but uh, Jimmy Iovine is the guy, this great music producer. He produced John Lennon, Springsteen, U2, everybody. Uh, and how he ran across uh, Dr. Dre uh, a few years ago. And Dr. Dre's like, hey, man, how's it going? They knew each other. And, uh, oh, it's going good, Dre. How are you doing? Well, they want me to sell sneakers. Dude, you shouldn't sell sneakers. Nobody thinks of you as an athlete. You're an engineer. You're a sound guy. You should sell speakers like headphones and how they, they came up with beats uh, and they ended up – Dr. Dre became the first billionaire in hip-hop. They, they sold that company to Apple for like $3.2 billion. So you start with those – a kid in Compton who loves music, doesn't like the violence and all this other stuff, uh, ends up – it's fantastic. Hard work and perseverance. It is the American dream in four parts. And it is fantastic, and it has a happy ending, and it is the most wonderful thing I've seen on television. And it, this is the kind of thing that, like, conservatives, libertarians, anybody on the right should be shouting it from the mountaintops. Watch The Defiant Ones. Okay. And I have HBO Go, so I can, right? Yes, you can. And I right. tell you what, you will call me up after you watch uh, the first episode. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, it I'm affected serious. me. I couldn't sleep. It, I, I was so jazzed about it because uh, I only knew Dr. Dre from like, uh, you know, NWA and all that nonsense. And uh, there's a great story about that. And it is what it is. And it was like a ticket out for them. Yes, blah, 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 Suge Knight, whatever. We can talk about that stuff. However, Dr. Dre just loves music. He's an audio engineer. He's a producer. He's an innovator. He's He was a little kid with a talent. And, oh, it's just wonderful. The American dream is alive and well. Uh, I can't I can't say enough good things. And the soundtrack is fantastic. And, I mean, it just – it goes back to everything that we love and um, admire and respect, which is you yeah. have a talent. You work it. You work it harder. You work it even harder than that. <laughs> And you can oh, overcome man. almost any obstacle. You this, can. This is, this is just one little spoiler alert. This kid, uh, Jimmy Iovine, growing up in Brooklyn, his dad 
is a dock worker, like literally like unloading ships and stuff. The Vietnam War is there and they're like, kid, you got to go to college. And he's like, damn straight I do because uh, I don't want to go to Vietnam. Well, he, he wasn't alone in that feeling. <laughs> he gets a job sweeping up at a record uh, studio. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the Record Plant in New York. He gets fired his first day. He His family gets him another job. He's on a 90-day test period. He gets fired on day 89. He what? can't go home, right? He gets fired. That's the, horrible. Right? So he can't go home and tell his parents that he's been fired. So he calls his sister up and he goes, what do I do? She goes, go back to the place. How do you get fired from sweeping up? Go back to that first job. He go, but he goes back to the first job at the record place and, and his boss goes, listen, just shut up, do what I tell you to do, be on time, I'll give you your job back. So he does. And then the guy who runs the place uh, says, sit in this chair and turn that knob till I tell you to stop. Okay, stop. Now do this, do that. And kind of like was using this kid as a remote control, as a glorified remote <laughs> control. Hey. The, the, and this, I swear, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. He gets a phone call. He's been working there for a while. The job is now working out, and he's learning about recording and sound levels and all this other stuff. He gets a call. It's Easter Sunday uh, from his boss. His boss goes, I, w- I need you to come in and answer the phones. And the guy, it's Easter. He goes, well, if you want to work, you'll come in. If you don't want to work, you won't. So he tells his mom, my boss wants me to come in. And mom goes, it's Easter Sunday. We got your aunts, your uncles, everybody's coming over. It's a big Brooklyn Italian family, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And he goes, "Uh, all right, mom. And then he goes into work. He goes into work. And his boss goes, that was a test to see if you would show up. You did great. Guess what? My regular engineer is not here because it's Easter and you showed up. So do you think you can handle this? And he goes, yeah, I think I can handle it. He sits down, in walks John Lennon. Ah! So that's how he got to engineer a John Lennon album. And Lennon is like, I think you're good. I think you're great at this. And that kid, he goes, I was always afraid of, of failing. I was uh, Fear was always like a headwind. Fear was always a headwind. And doing that and having that experience made fear a tailwind. And it pushed me forward. And he has a his work ethic, just oh my gosh, it's you you have to see it. And the same thing with Dr. Dre. The same thing with Dr. Dre. And it's just it's fantastic. I'm so glad I remembered to talk about it. You have I, to I, see I think it. I think I think you've done better marketing than the people who made it did because I'd never heard of it before. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. Like this is the most uh pro capitalism pro oh my goodness and stacy they make all this money and they open up uh an entire neither one of these guys graduated from college dre didn't even go to college and they opened up this huge place uh on the on either ucla or the usc campus Mm -hmm. and then dre dre goes back and just i think by himself and this is what I love about capitalism. And this is what has me screaming into the microphone. And this is what I love about our country and possibilities. He goes back to Compton, and they are getting a state-of-the-art high school and performing arts center and this huge campus. It's like you would go – those people in those neighborhoods are still waiting for Maxine Waters. They're still waiting for their representatives. They have been poor since those neighborhoods were started in 19-whatever, and they're still poor today. But Dr. Dre, through hard work, perseverance, 
talent and a little bit of luck, but mostly hard work and talent, boom, he delivers. He delivers. I was going to say, they're going to be waiting a long time for Maxine Waters. <laughs> right? A long oh, time. She's from she's from the district. She's from the next district over. I can't. She's in she's in sixty three, and Compton is in sixty four. But boy, oh, she dodged a bullet because I was going to be talking about that. Like <laughs> I was just going to go off on Maxine Waters. Well, she she's she's doing a great job of making herself um, some comedic relief there in DC. She's an absolute joke. She's uh, an absolute she, joke. Well, you know she has somebody running against her, huh? That's good. Yeah. I, I, I hope I'll, I will fly back to vote for that. Well, I'm, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually not sure um, if he uh, is running against her in a primary and is a Democrat or if he's a Republican, and it really doesn't matter. He's a very well-spoken young man who is hitting her where it hurts, which is exactly how – wealthy and privileged she actually is and every little thing she hasn't done for her constituents i think it's going to be interesting uh, uh just some that somebody will come out and, and air the dirty laundry she's mm-hmm. been in office for what 25 years oh at least it's like 25 years she's passed three bills mm-hmm. and she's been voted the most corrupt politician uh four years so <laughs> It's it's laughable. It's laughable. Well, you know, it, it there's a couple of districts like that around the country. I mean, there used to be a meme on Twitter about Charlie Rangel. It was oh, Charlie, Charlie Rangel, Rangel on one side and a cat on the other. It said one of these people, you know, relies on you for everything, mooches off you, da-da-da-da-da, and the other is the, is, is the family cat. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, this, I think— and this is- Career politicians need to go. They need to go. Hey, I'm. You know what? I'm happy with a. I'm okay with a career politician, if they're doing good. However, mm, I don't know. Uh, when 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 people are just in there, just so being so obvious that all you're doing is sucking off the government teat. That's all she's doing. Like, oh yeah, I but think I mean, her daughter's uh, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year for like licking stamps. She's living what? in a house with, like that's worth almost five million dollars. <laughs> she's a joke. Impeach forty five. Impeach forty five. I, I think she's going to regret and she, is having she a spotlight. Your representative? On. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm in a different district. <laughs> thank goodness. Oh, well, you heard who's running, didn't you? Oh. Are are we are we talking about Kid Rock I for Senate? I think we are. Ask me who I'm voting for. <laughs> well, if I was in Michigan, I know who I'd be voting for. Ask me who I'm voting who for. Who are you voting for, Michael? Kid! No, hey, you know what? He. he I guess he had announced in the press, it's like, oh, oh, this is just a big joke. He's just launching a record and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Fake news. He said, I have 15 days to file my FEC paperwork. And yeah, I'm releasing some music, just like politicians write books during their campaign. He said, I can go around and sing to people while I'm campaigning. Nobody can make me stop. So y'all are wrong. I'm really doing this. And yeah. Let's go. The, the the problem where they drop the hammer. I'm trying to remember the com- a comedian. 
acquaintance of mine ran for president or, or toyed around with it. But then, like, if you are making money off of merchandise when you're out on the road, mm-hmm. there's some kind of weird uh, election law. Oh, but, so, like, uh, he couldn't sell T-shirts at his concert because they have his name on it or something? Or C- Yeah, or CDs or DVDs or something. They, they dropped the hammer on it. And well, he didn't even get that, as much press as Kid Rock. The last two songs that he put out on his TL are free to stream. So. Well, good for him. And yeah. I and I tell you, when when you watch the Defiant ones, you're going to learn a lot about that business. A lot about that business. Well, yeah, but I mean, here's another guy who had a talent, has made the most of it, been quite successful, not just in music but in business as well. Yeah. And yeah. he so, is uh, sick and tired of feeling like people are getting screwed. I mean, he lives in Michigan. Michigan well, has parts of it that are really, really troublesome. And and has for a long, long time, and, and no one seems to care. There's some exciting stuff going on in Detroit. I have friends in Detroit. They live in really iffy neighborhoods. God bless them. They're not giving up. They, they're putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. And in of detroit at least in downtown i know they're like hey here's a shop and it's empty and if you we're we're going to give you the deal of a lifetime if you want to rent it out and do something interesting here i had some great barbecue in detroit last time i was there yep. there's some there's some really cool and something wonderful will happen uh, the Amer- the the american spirit is indomitable but well, but i want to get and, back to kid rock what, and mr what was rock does for his community what you know, Dr. Dre did for his. He gives back. That's what people who have a right-minded philosophy, for the most part, do. Yeah, charity. Uh, is I not, tell you what, charity is not coercion. They do it because they want to do it, and they have been successful, and they have been lucky, and they have, you know, made more money than they're ever going to spend. So they give it back. Yeah, uh, Kid Rock. What was he saying today? What was his? What was his thing? Oh, his thing today. I signed up for it one hundred percent. I want to get it right because I don't want to misquote him. He put out one of his first memes today, and it said, basically, he's just a normal guy. It says, oh, and then it opens. Dun 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 dun. dun. I love it. I believe if making... you work your butt off and pay taxes, you should be able to easily understand and navigate the laws, tax codes, health care, and anything else the government puts in place that affects us all. I think that's great. I'm already I'm already on his side. I'm I wish I was in Michigan. I'm, I wish I lived in Michigan. I could vote for him because he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You vote on some of these, like first of all, the tax code. G- give up. Just give up. Because you can go to H&R Block and they'll go, I think this is right. I took a class to refresh me. But you call the IRS, you get four different answers. Oh, yeah. The IRS doesn't even agree with itself. No. And then I I consider myself a a literate person Mm -hmm. uh, and a somewhat intelligent person. And you go and you vote on some of these these bills and taxes, and it's written in such a way you're like, there's – I don't – I literally don't understand if I am – Voting for no tax or more tax. I, I really don't understand. <laughs> well, Heretofore, the, yeah. the forthwith notarized shall know that in the event of the dead, like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Here's what I like. Whatever I like you make. Rubs and long walks on the No, beach. for tax code. Whatever you oh, make, okay. <laughs> give us 10%. 
that sounds like a great tax code to me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. Take you mean you mean Steve Forbes? <laughs> Take your gross income, multiply by point one zero, and just send us a check. And we're done. And we're done. And we're done. And that giant IRS building will turn that into a, a museum and a children's learning center for there the performing go. arts. There you go. I tell because you. Because the it's... IRS gave me some money back here a couple weeks ago, and I'm deathly afraid they're going to figure it out and want it back. They are. <laughs> like, no like no citizen should be that terrified. And we joke around. However, yeah. they are. it's a terrifying organization. It is. Nobody ever looks at the mail and goes, ooh, the IRS. Yeah. No, I paid them, and they still sent me a collection notice and threatened to put a lien on my house. I was like, are you kidding me? Got me. They they zapped me years ago. Yeah. Years ago. I'm talking, yeesh, uh, 20 years ago? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was uh, a thing. I'd been working in comedy clubs, and a lot of comedy clubs, uh, they wouldn't send you the, the paperwork occasionally. So you go, I think I made this much. I'm going to pay on that. And then the comedy club, oh, no, no, no. We gave him this and then that. And then all of a sudden there's a discrepancy. And then you don't even get a notice about it until it builds up with the penalties. And then all of a sudden, and like looking back, it was all the money I had in the world. It wasn't that much money. But I got a notice in the mail like, hey, we're, we're taking this out of your bank account. We're tired of dealing with you. And I'm like, tired? You've, you've, you've never reached out. I never got a you've phone never call. even talked to me. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and, and, and then it's, it was gone. So I, and I called the IRS. And I'm like, this is all the money I have in the world. Mm-hmm. If you take this money, I will not be able to pay my rent. I will be homeless. And the guy's like, I don't know what to tell you. Good luck with that. Click. Oh, my God. Well, oh, I mean, it was it, the most it, heartless it, institution ever. Well, but I mean, I if, hope um, they're in charge of medicine someday. But I mean, the tax code for someone like you who works all over the country has got to be crazy because you actually actually have to pay taxes in the states that you earn income too, right? Oh, I get. Um, I, you know what? It's crazy. I, my, my my treatment from the IRS, I, they they should put a piece of cake on my butt <laughs> with no frosting. No. No frosting, no, uh, hey, you look cute, just a bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, they, they, they have at thee. There is, a, there is a great weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, yeah, I pay right now taxes in New York uh, because that's where the show is and that's where I'm making the money. I'm paying taxes in Los Angeles because that's where my residence is. I'm paying uh, – I'm oh, I am, I'm getting hammered. Uh, but, but I mean, like, if you, go, if, you go to, if you go and do a week at Brad Garrett's in Vegas, don't you have to pay taxes in Nevada, too? Uh, yeah, that's in, uh, oh, it's, it's crazy when it when all is said and done for someone who travels around this great nation of ours and tells jokes, literally, you're uh, you're allowed to keep uh, it's almost I think it's close to 60 cents on on every dollar. It Actually, could, it I would have thought worse. it would be worse than that with California, but that's bad as it's, it is. Oh, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. So that's depressing. I still love I still love the stand up comedy. I still perform the stand up comedy. I was out last night at uh, Governor's in Levittown working on some stuff. I think we have a clip. I think we do. I have a couple confessions to make. Uh, I don't think uh, big government is the solution to any of our problems. 
So uh, when you're at home freaking out over Donald Trump and you're like, who voted for him? <laughs> I know, it's been a few months, I feel confident now doing it, a little confident, because a couple days after the election, you were scared as shit to admit that. Like, how did this happen? How, how did the what? I don't even know. That's crazy in there, isn't it? Nuts. Get in the Inside, you're like, ling, ling, ling. <laughs> Build that wall! <laughs> I can't wait for the wall! Yeah! It's gonna be awesome. But make it a landmark. Make it some shit we can be proud of, right? Just a wall, solar panels for sure. Solar panels. He'll make fun of Trump for that. He's like, we should have solar panels on the wall. This is stupid. You're an idiot. Wait. It's a good idea. I want those windmill things on the top. Super fast, really fast. So like, if you are trying to sneak in. It's like the most important game of double dutch you're ever gonna play. Televise that shit, call it Wipeout 2017. It pays for itself. <laughs> Put a roller coaster on top of that motherfucker. Train from LA to Vegas, take the wall! How do you get there? You're taking a wall? Oh yeah. Curly cues and shit. Everybody's regrouping. I can't believe he's doing this. This is crazy. I just don't trust big government, that's my thing. They're gonna they're gonna do uh, Obamacare, they're gonna try to fix that. I don't even know what's I don't know who to believe. Right? You talk to you hear the this is Fox News talking to some Congress guy. What's gonna be healthcare? He's like, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and you're gonna have a pre-existing condition, you're gonna be covered, it's gonna be awesome. And then you switch over to MSNBC. 20 million people! Die in the first hour. <laughs> Their eyeballs will explode. That was the clip. <laughs> That's the little space we left so we could there put the go. clip in and post. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I come out oh, and I'm okay. like, uh, I got a little, got some confessions to make. I tell them I've, in the place. Well, you you heard it. Hopefully, Rick can put that in. Yeah. They the response is is fantastic. Well, it's I, fantastic. I mean, it sounds like you were almost killing one woman in there. God. Oh, <laughs> people are so relieved. They're so relieved when when you're like, yeah, I had to pretend like I was freaked out, but yeah, I like Trump. Uh, build wall, and then you start bitching about health care. Uh, it's great. Great. 
And I don't want to. I don't want to out this person. So you don't want to out this. Um, oh, the one that was laughing. You mean? No, no, no. That was that was just a a wonderful. They were all cracking up. They were they were just cracking up. Uh, I, I won't tell the story. There's a there's a person I know mm-hmm. who because I was talking about I was at Governor's last night and I was telling people that I voted for Trump and blah 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 blah. And this guy I know looks around to to like see if we're being observed. His sister works for the administration. Really? Yes. Hmm. And he doesn't want he doesn't want people to know because he's he's uh, in in fear of uh, what would happen because some people would take it. But it's it's the world has gone mad. Oh, the world. The has world has gone. gone mad. But you know your your little spiel there, your stick was uh, pretty timely. It, it looks like we're getting the wall. Quietly buried in the news. Quietly buried. Quietly covered up by Don Jay and the uh, the Russians. But yeah, appropriations now, went through. Don't you think that's odd? Come on. No, I mean everything they have published on this family, on on him, on I mean, just look at when the whole NBC tape dropped. Look at if you look at the timing of everything. 95% of it is contrived. It's not breaking news. It's like, oh, crap, he got a win. Let's drop this. I, I, I'm I, so glad you brought up the NBC thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in last week's vlog, I think I was pretty even-handed uh, with the little videos that we do on, on YouTube and Facebook uh, with, hey, if, if this is uh, – if he has broken the law, you got to go at him, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I love. That's what I love about – uh, the right in this country. We're like, well, if the dude broke the law, he's got to be punished. Right. However, do it. if if you are going to go after them, you also have to go after the Clinton campaign for actively working with the Ukrainians. You actively have to do that. And then oh, I would take it one step farther. You have to look at NBC. You, you, you have to look at how did that whole deal go down? Mm-hmm. That that recording of you can grab them by the fur fur and they'll let you do it because you're famous. That was uh, that was recorded in 2005. Right. In 2000. So someone at uh, Access Hollywood, uh, which that's an NBC show. That mm-hmm. is an NBC show. They were sitting on it, sitting on it. And I tell you, that was their that was their magic bullet. And that's and and there's a paper trail. There's a trail of emails that connects the dots to somebody high up in NBC who said, "Nope, let's wait. Let's wait and use this for maximum effect." And oh, then they realized it'll look bad if we do it, so let's give it to the Washington Post. And that is the media actively trying to affect the outcome of our election. And that's talk about dangers for democracy when the media picks a side. That is dangerous. That is Boom. that is more dangerous, in my humble opinion, than than a lot of the other stuff. I mean, and, and look at where the Clinton Foundation was funded from, Saudi Arabia. I mean, the countries that are listed in there that they took money from that ended up getting – I mean, if she'd been president, all of these people would have been lining up for access, you know, the Saudi Arabians and – the Russians and and whoever else, because they had given significant money to the global foundations initiative, the Clinton foundation initiatives. doesn't matter that it supposedly didn't end up in Hillary's own pocket, which, you know, yes, it did. But anyway, um, you know, these people would have been vying for access in, in any way they possibly could. 
Um, oh, and it, and that's one of the emails that that came out was like a list of this guy gave that this country like they literally like, they would take that copy and paste it into the date book where I think you're gonna meet with this guy next because he wrote a big fat check the other day. Right. Yeah. Totally scary. Totally scary. But I don't want to scare you, America, and all the ships at sea. The good news, the wall's getting built. Yeah, and, you know, Trump has said, and he said it during the campaign, it's probably not going to be one continuous wall, which is fine. We need something a little more substantial than is there today. We need more border security, you know, and, and maybe we just need to keep electing people like Trump who say illegal immigration isn't okay because border crossings have gone down dramatically just because he got inaugurated. <laughs> yeah, just because he said it. Just hey, because he the, said it. Those laws that we have on the books, we're going to start enforcing those. So yeah. you might think twice. It's crazy, uh, but they are. So I don't, I don't think it's weird. Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz was on uh, the news the other day. And he says uh, there's nothing's going to come of the whole uh, Don Jr. thing. Like even in even in a doomsday scenario, uh, no law was broken. Well, you know, you can feel however you want to feel about it, right? You can say, well, that was kind of sleazy. Okay, politics is sleazy. I mean, there was a Newsweek cover I saw floating around on social media when Yeltsin was elected over in Russia that – gave credit to the u.s for getting him elected i did that on the show i did it on the flip side um the uh, season two mm-hmm. it's and it's like it says it's got boris yeltsin it's a cartoon of boris yeltsin uh and there's a red blue flag in his hand and it says uh yanks save the day how the u.s got boris yeltsin elected mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean this this com- this com- this completely feigned heart palpitations on the left thinking that world governments don't interfere in each other's elections or try to influence them every single time they happen is just stupid and naive, stupid and naive. It was great. I was watching, uh, Wallace uh, the other day on, on Fox news Sunday, whatever. And they had some guy just totally clutching his pearls this is an attack on democracy, and without democracy, what are we? Oh. And like literally, the other people are just like laughing at him. They're like, like literally, like smiling. Not you can't hear him laughing. And the and the guy's like, "This is serious. This is our democracy." And then like Brit Hume, he's so dry. I think you grossly uh, exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> or they just want to pat Hume. him on the head and say bye bye. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got our wall. We'll see what's going on with health care. I guess uh, John McCain uh, had an owie kabowie in his eye. Yeah, they, that was weird. They tried to write that off as some kind of minor surgery. That wasn't minor. He had like a two-inch blood clot behind his eye. <laughs> That's so gross. That's I so know, gross. but they're like, oh, it was it was an elective outpatient surgery. No, it wasn't. No, it, that can kill you. And it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't found on a routine exam. That's an emergency surgery. It's so gross. It's, it's so I mean, I'm gross, glad but... I'm glad they said it, but you know it came out 
you know, they just like went in there and like, just like pulled it out. Oh. <laughs> That's just oh oh. They right? sawed like, into his skull. That's not minor surgery. There is no such thing as a minor craniotomy. There just isn't. <laughs> oh, don't they just like pop his eye? I'm not kidding here. No. Don't they just pop no. his eyeball out and go in there and get no. it and then pop his eyeball back in? No, that's not how they did it. He had a, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine got Lasix and he had no idea that they like vacuum locked your eye and it, your eyeball kind of moves forward. Mm-hmm. It, this it, is why I we'll had never had Lasix surgery. so gross. That no. that did it for me. I'm like I'm cool with glasses. Okay, I, <laughs> He's like, I'm, they don't tell you that. I'm the person that if I see someone and this is terrible, I if they have a lazy eye, I cannot look them in the eye. I have to look at their forehead. My eyes will literally start to water. That's that's really bad. It's I'm gonna, really really bad. You have to ask Google. Ask How do you Google get a blood what? clot out from behind somebody's eye? <laughs> No, they said he had a craniotomy. That means they cut his skull. No. Yes. No, they didn't. They did. They did. You know who went off on it, actually? Uh, what's his name? Um, Dr. Milton Wolf, Obama, Obama's first cousin, who was a Republican who ran for the Senate. Ugh. And he's I don't like, think this, about that. This is, not, this is not a minor surgery. That's a craniotomy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't well, know they, what's they, going they on must with McCain. His vote. No, no, I don't know what is going on with McCain, but he's been acting a little bit wacky, and I'm starting to wonder if that whole thing didn't have something to do with it. Like he's always a little <laughs> bit wacky. He's always a little bit wacky, but he's been special kind of wacky for the last couple of weeks. He, I, I don't know what is up with that dude. He's, he's, I'm, I'm not a bit. I used to like people used to rail on John McCain, and I'm like, what's up? He's, he's kind of does his own thing and this, that. And now you start watching politics. You're like, all right, John McCain, we get it. <laughs> we get and it, John. You don't, don't want, like it. Oh, okay. don't want to get invited to the Democrat ball. Listen, they still love you. <laughs> don't worry well, about now, it. Now, supposedly, maybe you sounded he's like just... a cat just then. You no, literally so... sounded like a cat. Well, now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was good. I'm just, I'm just calling him like I hear him. Now. Now. Is that good? <laughs> um, apparently, the people who are investigating the Russian dossier that came out. Yeah. That that British agent did. They want to talk to Senator McCain. And I read an article earlier in the week that it is now common knowledge that that was originated by a GOP primary candidate started working with that firm to get oppo on trump and then love it. when they dropped out the democrats took it over dirty laundry time dirty, dirty laundry. laundry but if they want to talk to air me, it out if they want to talk if they want to talk to mccain it had to be lindsey graham it had to be mm. Mm. well that would explain a lot would that it, would though? explain a lot yeah uh, lindsey graham you know what? We, that's a, that's another one. He's a real piece of work. <laughs> you know what we have to uh, do next, though, don't you? No, what? We have to give props to all the people that talk to us on social media for a Friday poll. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's great. Let's do that. I'm yeah. all. I I like the polls. And I, just before we get into our poll, mm-hmm. 
we have to give a shout out to uh, the people who are. It's like those uh, Roman galley slave ships and how the guys beat the drums, and that's how people know how fast to row. And the media is doing it again with Donald Trump's approval rating. Like, uh, listen, whatever little poll uh, you've got going on, NBC Nightly News, don't even tell me. Like, you don't matter. You don't know. Obviously, you don't know how to do this. Whoever you use is full of crap. Here's what it is. And this is what is going to bite it. If if the 2018 election was tomorrow, this is what would bite them all right in the Kotukas. Okay. First of all, Obama had an approval rating 50 to 60% for most of his presidency. People liked Mm -hmm. Obama as a person and personally. Okay. I I mean, I'm like, I mean, he's nice. Seems like a nice guy. I just don't agree with anything he does. Right. Right. Apparently a lot of people felt that way because during the course of his eight years as president, he lost 1,044 seats nationwide. So they like the dude. They don't like his policies. Yes. And they can differentiate between those two as evidenced by elections all over this country. Now, here's an interesting that political thing that Politico and Morning Consult did. Ooh, they okay. went out and did a poll asking about Trump's travel restrictions, never saying they were Trump's travel restrictions and never mentioning Trump. You know what percentage of people agreed with them? I have to think it's huge. 62. Yeah. So yep. people may not like Trump personally. Okay. They might be somewhat off put by some of his behavior. They might look at his tweets and want to tear their hair out. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're going to go vote for some progressive Obama-esque person who wants to tax them, take away their guns and everything else. It, Americans can differentiate between those two things. And I am certainly not going to vote for my House of Representative election, which comes up every two years, or either one of my senators based or my governor based on how I feel about Donald Trump. It it's becoming abundantly clear. And I think it's becoming clear to everyone in this great nation of ours Mm -hmm. that a vote for Democrats and liberal, progressive, whatever you want to call it, their policies, it is one step closer to straight up socialism. Yep. It's just that's you cannot disguise it anymore. Nope. You can't say, oh, all we want to do is protect the, the one armed Eskimos and oh, we just want to help these poor oppressed people. It's it's straight up socialism. It never stops. It's never going to be enough money. And when the, and when their policy fails, they're going to say because there's not enough money. There's not enough money. There's not enough money. You know what? Just put the whole look, put the federal government in charge of this. We'll do it. And if you guys, it's 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 that's the choice. That is literally the choice. Oh no, and I agree with that. And I think the media is still going to be shocked by people being able to differentiate that. Oh, and they can. I saw someone on Fox News right after the – it's funny because we were just talking about the NBC Access Hollywood tapes, and they couldn't believe that like, oh my gosh, Donald Trump is going to survive even this. And this girl – boy, I wish I knew her name. She goes, Americans are smart enough. They're electing a president, not a boyfriend. (laughs) That sounds like something uh, Katie Pavlich would say. (laughs) Yeah it, yeah, it wasn't her. I wish it was. But that that's literally what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, listen, we don't care about his personal stuff. Um, he, this is a guy who can stop Hillary Clinton. 
And that is the, the know, that's the next step towards uh, socialism. We know everything JFK did at this point. <laughs> I mean, America at large might not have realized a lot of it at the time, but there aren't too many secrets from that administration left, right? We survived it and actually did pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. There's you know, a- if, if you don't run for president and not have some kind of ego, right? You just Correct. don't. <laughs> so if your ego expresses it in like being a, what do you call it? A cad or a, a ladies man. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But, well, and this just is, don't, and this... just don't screw up the economy and you know, don't let North Korea bomb us. Those, those are my big things. <laughs> yes. I would prefer to uh, enjoy my freedoms Mm-hmm. And not be dead. There you go. <laughs> That's what but, I'm I mean, looking I just, to do. Like these polls, they if you separated it out, right? Do you agree with X, Y, and Z as a policy or as a platform, as opposed to do you think Donald Trump's travel ban is a good? Oh hell, I don't like Trump, so no, nothing he does is good. I mean. <laughs> If you right. t- yes, you put bias into that poll by having such a supercharged personality in it. If you look at what he's actually doing, 62% of Americans say, go ahead. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I really hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, I literally think that like the marching orders from the Democratic National Committee and uh, their friends that literally – I'm not. I'm, this is not hyperbole. It's like Ben Rhodes talks to his brother who runs CBS, and he mm-hmm. goes, "Listen, we had a big meeting in the Hamptons or at Martha's Vineyard, and we want to see if you guys can just make Donald Trump's name synonymous with evil, <clears throat> and just keep that going. Just keep it going for like four solid years, and it doesn't matter what policies. It doesn't matter how people feel. People will be. <clears throat> excuse me." People will be embarrassed to vote for him. We want people to be embarrassed, and, and people people are embarrassed to say they voted for him. That's why I did that bit uh, at Governor's. Okay, that's because they're going to nominate the she devil. You know that, right? Well, they're gonna they're gonna let uh, Kamala Harris go Ugh. through, and but I tell you what, I think here I think Trump would 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 eat her. Uh, oh, would just eat her lunch. He would just take is, her lunch money. She is an unapologetic, speech stifling climate denier punishing i mean this woman like i don't even think she would use the constitution for toilet paper however i will say this and this is just me not being a fear monger uh but like kamala harris is a much better candidate than hillary clinton uh, she, she, you'll get you'll get the uh the african-american vote it'll it, she's a woman she's black it's uh she, she's she's a much better candidate Clinton it's listen I'm it, it would be no walk in the park it would be no walk in the park it's going to be if she is if she's the candidate and I guess they're entertaining her uh in the Hamptons it would be it would be oh, dicey she, however she, she before, met with Hillary's team and I tell you what Hillary's got a good team those people are connected those people can get it done those people they are connected but done. they didn't send her to Wisconsin so I mean, if you read that book, Shattered, her her team didn't do such a great job. I want to get uh, well. She's uninspiring. She's completely un- uninspiring. Oh, without it, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be meeting with one of the authors of uh, Shattered in Politicon. 
oh, uh, nice. in two weeks. Politicon, they I think I don't think Katie Turr is going, but uh, I'm not going to announce yet who's going to be on the show. But it's going to be it's going to be wonderful. So let's get back to our poll. I'm gonna we, we got poll. a little off the rails there. Well, you know, on Friday, those loony ladies had another march. <laughs> What was this one? And they still don't hashtag it right. What 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 would what, what was the march and what was they the marched eighteen miles from the National Rifle Association headquarters to the Department of Justice. And what are they what are they mad about? Um, gun violence is a women's issue now. Okay. Okay. Um, that's great. Um, also, the Second Amendment is a women's issue because you loony ladies don't get to choose how I protect me, my family, and my home. So you just march on, just march on, and keep your anti-Semitic, pro-Sharia, pro-abortion, third-wave feminist garbage. Just go. Just walk 18 miles because we're laughing at you. Ay, ay, ay. So what was our, what was our poll? Well, we asked – what was missing at that particular march? And we offered up common sense, the Constitution, deodorant, or other. Okay. So what was missing at the latest women's march? Mm-hmm. The Constitution, common sense, or deodorant. Knowing our listeners and uh-huh. knowing the people who go to the theloftestparty.com, I have to almost guarantee it was deodorant. Deodorant came in second <laughs> by one point to common no! sense. No! Yes. Oh, common sense. Mm-hmm. I forgot common sense was in there. And, and my favorite answer, because on Facebook we always say, D, other, explain your answer. <laughs> Our good friend Gwendolyn Sims said, D, explanation, heavily redacted. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to understand the the way they have excluded huge segments of women from this particular initiative. Most oh, women did... are looking back and going, this doesn't represent me at all. No, they don't want pro-life women. And then is this the same march where they told the uh, the the people with the Jewish rainbow flag? Or no, that was the other. That yeah, was the no, pride. Well, that was, that was a, a pride march. But that's still part of this whole group because basically what – what they've said is you can't be pro-Israel and be a feminist. Yeah, they it's uh it's it wonderful. Is, I it celebrate it. I most... celebrate them. I celebrate them being outraged by their fellow human being. Well, you're not a women's march. You you are a political march with certain yeah, I mean, you're celebrating a murderer, a terrorist, yeah. a, a, a they wished a ha- happy birthday to a cop killer today who's like hiding out in Cuba. Oh yeah. I mean they they are picking up such a revolutionary vibe that the vast majority of women look at this and it's almost no wonder Michael it is almost no wonder that every poll I see say that millennial the millennial generation are the most pro-life generation since our grandparents. Wow. Yeah. Like, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for them. It, and and I honestly think some of this really nutty sort of stuff drives a lot of that. Because Planned Parenthood's out front and center. 
Uh, it does. It, it really does. And I, I think that like shows like this and shows like the flip side and, and you know, the Loftus party, we, we have to like, we have to find these beacons of hope and these beacons of light, the, like the, the Dr. Dre, uh, the, the defiant ones thing. And, uh, and then we also have to occasionally point out, uh, and it's like, I, I recorded it and I'll, we'll put it on another, uh, we'll put it on another, uh, show. Uh, this big hunk about like you know social security. This the, oh the government's gonna watch out for you. We're gonna make sure that you're okay. In uh, your gold in your sunset years, which is an idea. However, when when the government is in charge, they steal your money, and it's not gonna be there. Like why would we put these people in charge of healthcare? Like yeah no no. <laughs> and it's and it's like these romantic notions. Oh well, we'll all chip in. We'll all chip in and make sure we all have health care. But don't make that person pay. That person is a one-armed, uh, half uh, Asian psycho dwongi libi. It's like no, either everybody pays or nobody pays. Just leave me alone. I'll do my own thing. Well, exactly. I mean, social security is nothing but a big old Ponzi scheme and. I've told you you're not getting it, and you get really angry every time I say that. But um, I got receipts. I know. I, I got know. receipts. I know. I know you do. You want to talk, and that's what I was. That's what I was saying last night on stage. I'm like, you want to see? Do you want to see? Like people think, oh, they're angry now. Oh, there's a resistance movement now. You steal all that money from the people who paid into it. Oh, I, I, ooh, people will be angry. And and yes. I will support them. I will support them. And um, you know, great news out of out of our friends over in England and their what is it DH DHS? I think they call their national health yeah. service. Uh, yeah. One hundred ninety three thousand people had life saving surgeries delayed. That's socialized medicine, folks. That's what happens. It's like the VA for everyone. I read a very and I I, I didn't bring it up because I need to do some more research and make sure it's real. But there's like uh, – it's not an assisted suicide. It's like a, a pathway to the next – you know, it's like a transition council. It's not mm-hmm. like a death panel. But these these doctors have well, certain yeah, leeways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if I mean they if may call it something else, but come on now. If you're of a certain age, the, the physician can – uh, help you uh, on on the transition and the pathway into uh, and to, to shed this mortal coil. And there's a ton of people, a ton who are being helped. And there's a lot of people going, I never asked for you to kill my grandmother. I mean, and there's a, it, it was a big number in this study, a very big number. Mm-hmm. And some guy happened to come in to visit his grandfather and there was doctors in there getting ready to start. And he's like, what are you doing? Oh, we're helping him transition because he's X, Y, and Z. No, that's my grandfather. Get away from him. Then Monday, their regular doctor came back and they're like, this happened, that happened. We don't want him to die. Oh, well, he just needs this. And the dude's alive and he's well and he's he's back with his family. But it's like they're transitioning people who don't want to die. And I just, and here I brought it up and it could just be, I want it to be fake. I want it to be fake news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm not the best person uh, for bringing that up. Okay, there's a couple of fun uh, fun things that I want to make sure that we get to. Uh, uh, Trump got a lot uh, into a lot of trouble for complimenting uh, Macron's wife, saying Isn't she's she like twice his age, twice Macron's age. Right, she's about yeah. Donald Trump's age. Yeah, she was like the original cougar. 
Yes. Okay. So so when when Donald Trump looks at a woman his age and she's pulling in a hot young piece of tail, he's like, hey, you look great. You're in great shape. <laughs> like, why can you not give her that compliment? I, I, it honestly didn't bother me at all. <laughs> and like the fervor about, about it. I just I couldn't. OK. How dare he? That's tell just a how French he talks. Woman, I swear. It is. That's you look just great. how he talks. You're in great shape. Stop being shocked. That is just who he is. Yeah, I, I hear. I, I supposedly uh, Macron she was didn't seem uh, offended. offended. I guess he claimed later that he was offended. So oh, anyway, whatever. He's a child. Much ado about nothing. He is a child, and he I should. Don't, uh, I, if if somebody said to Pam, "Wow, you're in great shape," he'd be like, "Yeah, see that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to do. I used to do a, a joke uh, in my act how. Uh, my wife would like start fights without me being able to like say whether I wanted to fight or not. She'd be like, that guy is looking at my boobs. Look, that guy over there is looking at my boobs. And I'd look over at some huge dude and I'm like, well, you do have great boobs. <laughs> I'll show him your ass. <laughs> There's not going to be a fist fight here. I'm There's not fighting over not. this. I'm not you are a lovely, lovely woman. Thank you, giant stranger. And Yeah, that was a joke I used to do. Um... What else happened? Ann Coulter, uh, someone gave her seat away from Delta. Ann Coulter, in the heat of the moment, was outraged, and she went on Twitter, and now everybody is smacking her down. And I hope you all feel uh, very wonderful. I hope you all feel very good. And and yay to all the voices on the right uh, who joined in on this chorus. Yes, by all means, let's make fun of Ann Coulter. Yes, let's let's smack her down. I'm sure she hasn't been, oh, I don't know, called the C word about 20 times on national just, television. Say, they did that just during her roast. <laughs> it's horrible. Like, lighten up. And now, because there's such a big backlash on Aunt who, she is correct. As a, as a guy who flies a lot, you reserve a seat. You pay extra for that seat. And, and all of a sudden they – and you want it. There's a reason you went on early and reserved it. And then a gate agent can do it. A gate agent can just go flip, bloop, and flip a switch, and they move you around. And I would, I would, oh, oh, that's exactly what they happened. I'm gonna screw over Ann Coulter. Watch this. We're gonna put, we're gonna put the the woman who's uh, really tall and she's all sexy legs. Let's put her in a crampy, crampy economy seat. Oh, I don't care that she reserved this. And now, shame on shame on everybody who's railing on Ann Coulter. I know you're like, I have my opinion, and I don't agree with all her policies. I don't give a damn. You're a small, petty person. Pick another target. Well, and as someone who used to fly a lot and doesn't anymore, yeah. If somebody's in my seat, I probably would have had a bigger tantrum with the, with the staff and not taken a, a picture of the person who was in the seat. But, yeah, no, I would not have been quiet about it. I wouldn't have been quiet about it either. In uh-uh. the heat of the moment, I might have taken a photograph as photographic evidence of why did they give this obviously much smaller person than me my seat because I wanted the extra leg, leg room. I exactly. wouldn't have tweeted it, although who knows? I, I get mad and, and I and I say and I do stuff, but it's like everybody just like hopped up. Yeah, let's get her. Let's get her. And I've had people on Twitter, like supposed conservatives, like, How, why are you retweeting Ann Coulter? Da, 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 because I agree with a lot of what she says. There you go. Yeah. That's why that's why I re- retweet that. 
well, and if I agree with something she says, I'm going to retweet it. I mean, I retweet people that maybe I don't like their methods sometimes quite frequently when they say something smart. Yeah. I tell you what, I used to make fun of those people who like retweets do not equal endorsements. And you shouldn't even have to say that. I really – it's like this phrase, this little phrase that this person did that was 140 characters or less, I agree with this or I find it funny or I thought w- whatever. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. It, it's really not. And, it, you know, honestly, I'm going to agree with most people on the right about 10 percent of the time. Yeah. You know, uh, even listen. even if I'm really far apart from them on a lot of different things, you know, I'm I'm not a populist at heart. Right. I'm much more over on the libertarian side. Leave me alone. Um, But 10 percent of the time, a populist is going to say something that I'm like, yeah, that's probably more true than it isn't. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I have. Everybody has their own battles and and whatever you may think. Uh, And I'll say this and I'm biased. I I find uh, Ann Coulter. I've I've had the pleasure of meeting her. I've had her on the show several times. I find her to be delightful. I find her to be delightful and to be courageous. Incredibly, she says incredibly unpopular things under the most difficult circumstances. And if it, just just for going on the Bill Maher show and him going, who do you think's going to win? And for her to go, Donald Trump. And she knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she has been mocked and humiliated. So I just don't like. I don't like it. I don't like bullies. And I don't like bullies. And I don't like. And now Delta. Delta is like tweeting stuff. Hey, Ann Coulter, your comments are uncalled for. And I'm like, whoa, Delta, you need to oh, slow Delta. way the hell down. Slow you your roll. Long- you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah you're, you're not the good guy in this. Yeah, yeah, your customer service and all that, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, you know, you know who is the good guy? And this is not Delta, but like just in general. Have you seen the MyPillow commercial? I love the MyPillow guy. I'm Bob Bandau. Ba ba ba, and he's had that same commercial going forever. I'm done. And I with hear it. they're awesome pillows. I I hear uh, that's the number one pillow, highly recommended by the National Sleep Foundation. <laughs> I have to buy one. Go for it. You yes, you do. You have to buy one, and then you have to tell me uh, h- how good it is. I have have you seen his? Who, like swear by them. So many people must have complained about that commercial because you see it right here in my factory and blah blah blah. But he good has a for new... him. He did it. That's awesome. Yes, he did. And now he one-upped himself. He, he did? Has a, he has a new commercial where he doesn't say a word. There is no talking in it whatsoever. And it's just a series of pictures that tell the story of him making the pillow and working really <laughs> hard and doing it. And he's like... He's like... And like the tag to the commercial is like... This is a, a pillow so you can sleep, and sometimes my voice keeps people awake. So I thought this commercial, I'd be quiet. And it's just – it's all its all in a graphic. He never says a word. It's the most quiet, subtle, small – I love that guy. We got to buy his pillows. I know. We got to uh, – let's have him on the podcast. It's I, Oh, I'd love to. I'll talk pillows with that day to the uh, – with that guy till the cows come home. And, and, and you know what we're not going to get to again today? What? Spider-Man oh my Homecoming. Gosh. See, this is our problem. We need sponsors. We need sponsors for the show so we can literally have someone smack us at like the 20-minute mark and we can actually outline what we're going to talk about. I do want to talk about Spider-Man. I want to talk about Spider-Man and getting older and movies are 
it's it's strange. Uh, I thought I have my complaints about Spider Man. There was some stuff that I liked. I do have some legit complaints. Uh, we'll get more into Game of Thrones uh, as we go. Although now I kind of want to let I kind of want to let it go away since you haven't seen it, and I do think it is uh, it's it's wonderful. Uh, we didn't get into that, well, but I'm looking at my list. We got into we got into most everything else. Yeah, we did. Which is and unusual. I hope, guys, I hope you guys like the stand-up. I, I want to keep doing that. Well, I'm going to keep going to the governors, and I'm doing political stuff, and then I think it's fun just to hear uh, the response. We are not alone. <laughs> um, we'll, do, we'll do some Michael Topias real quick. Okay. Uh, it sounds – I know you have one. I but I'll do. do, I'll, do the, I'll do the intro here. Uh, in the real world, there's a lot of crazy rules and laws we're all expected to live by, and they make no sense. But in Michael Topia, there's a different set of laws – and everything works wonderfully. So here's a new Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, the length of a handshake is not news. Mm. There's another one? They're complaining about another handshake? Yeah, with Macron. What, what, the, what that, it just, that it just went too long it or it was awkward long. or something? I mean, who is that? Ian Michael Black is supposedly a, a comedian. His oh, big yeah. tweet was... I've never had sex as long as the two of them were shaking hands. I just quoted it and said, wow, that says a lot more about you than it does about Macron or Trump. Yeah, I love it when yeah. a nasty tweet backfires. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Okay. A lot of people found that tweet. But yeah, no, we don't talk about the length of a handshake. We don't talk about somebody's eye roll. People have really weird, like, body language things go on all the time during long meetings and long this and whatever. Just stop. Tell us what happened. Tell us what they talked about. Tell us what we need to know. I don't need to know there was a really long handshake. Good one. That is a very, very good one. Mine's going to be lame in comparison. Uh, in Michael Topia, you never have to fear for your personal safety to, when you admit who you voted for. These are truly frightening times mm -hmm. when when people that you know are looking over their shoulder to make sure no one's listening and then in a hushed tone confessing that they actually voted for the president of the United States or that, they or they have a relative that works for the yes. administration i mean that that's just i you know it all it really makes me glad i live where i live though i there have been times where I'm glad the subject hasn't come up because I would say something and I'm like, and then I'll, I'll get beat up. <laughs> it, literally, it yeah. has it has crossed my mind. See, I I just I'm very glad I live where I live because that, yeah, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> well, it's happening in the rest of the country, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not a good thing. What a great show! So much fun. We covered a lot. We're gonna do it again next week. Uh, you guys that listen to this, thanks again. I tell you, an, another all-time best for our videos, another all-time best for the podcast. We got some big surprises coming up with the, the website that's right around the corner. Uh, that'll be happening in the next few weeks. Very exciting stuff. Wonderful things are happening. And the and reason wonderful things are happening is because you guys are sharing them. Thank you so much. And playing our games with us. Oh, my gosh. 
the caption this thing, we're, we've decided we're going to start putting that on the website. I don't think it's yep. going to happen tomorrow, but look for that in the near future. We put up a picture. Uh, you write your own caption. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. And this is obviously radio. It's not a visual medium, so we're going to do this on the website. It's great. So get out there, and if you're in Michigan, uh, Kid Rock for Senate. Please. It's been a great show. Thank you so much. We'll, hit, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>